Thanks for tapping in with The Tripod. This is a weekly podcast hosted by three ladies, better known as The Tripod. This is Melissa, and I'm joined by Angela and Destiny. We're three best friends with unique backgrounds, perspectives, and personalities. Each week, we're going to be speaking candidly about our personal experiences and giving our opinions on various topics. We invite you to tune in each week for conversations based on relationships and real-life situations. Come down, Selector. That's right. What's up, y'all? Thanks for tapping in with the tripod. This is Melly Mel, and we're here with another episode. Today, we're joined by Angie Baby. Hello, hello, hello. We also have Destiny. You. And today we have a special guest. We have Dave Brown. He's a pillar in the community here of San Antonio. Let's welcome him to the mic. Hey, how hey. <laughs> glad to have you. Glad to have you. Yeah, we're excited to have you. This is actually our second time recording with, with Dave. Uh, the first time we recorded with him, we had some audio issues. So we're happy to finally get you back on the line. Um, did we have audio issues or did we have Crown Royal issues? <laughs> oh. <laughs> a little bit of both. Hey, oh, you know, I wasn't going to do that to you, Dave, but what, it's all good. Uh, no, it, wasn't <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't me. <laughs> wow. Not it. <laughs> no, for real, glad, glad to have, you know, glad y'all got me on today. You know, y'all, y'all cool people. Y'all always, you know, do fun things and stuff. So I'm glad to, you know, join the show. Of course. Well, we're going to definitely learn a little bit about Dave here in just a little bit. Um, but today's episode, we're talking about entrepreneurship. Everybody on the line here is a little bit of an entrepreneur. Um, and so to kick us off, we're going to start with some music, music that just makes you think of being business minded, like, or something that's just motivational. So Dave, we're going to let you lead in. What's your song choice today? Uh, back in the middle, Nipsey Hussle. What makes you yeah. Oh yeah. What yeah. is it about that song that speaks to you? I don't know, man. I just like Nip. I like the movement that he brings. Uh, you know, he was he he been gone for a while now, but we he, none of us really listened to his music until he was gone. So he just he just brings a positive message. You know, he always got something positive to say. So I like Nip. You know, I like the way he moves and his mind and everything. So I just actually turned my song on, so let me go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mine is actually somebody named Chica, and I learned of Chica through uh, the APR Tiny Desk, which Desk is big. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you ever go to Destiny's house, it's very likely that she'll have it on the TV, um, but it's like a real stripped down concert to where it's a, a small group that's in there, and then um, it's live, live musicians, and Chica is somebody, I don't think a lot of people know her well, but she's another one who brings a real positive message. And in the song Hickory Dickory, um, she's just talking about like, you know, not really being overly well known, but how she's got those aspirations and how eventually everybody's going to know her name. And so um, that's why I chose my song. Who you got, Ange? Ooh, y'all know I always go to the crates on this. Um, I went for the oldie but goodie. Uh, Jay-Z can't knock the hustle. Mm. Um, man, I, I don't know. He talked a lot of smack in that song and he like, yo, I'm going to come up with or without you. So I pick Jay's Can't Knock the Hustle. Can't Knock the Hustle. Is he still sure. your favorite artist? He He's still in my top five, yes. Oh, he done uh, 
Did it go up to the top five? Yeah. At one at one point, and was uh, following that man around the world on tour. Right. I love for sure, for sure. Speaking of hustling, man, my song is uh, Hustler Music by Lil Wayne. Mm. When you come through, Weezy got that hustler music, got that motherfucking hustler music. Hey, that used to be my stuff, man. <laughs> it still is. It's still right. So it just get that hustler turned up inside of you. Yeah. Man, this is such a big a Weezy fan. I remember back in the day when we used to share music, I had downloaded music from her, and I think I had 42 mixtapes. Wow. <laughs> she knew every word to all of them. Yeah. Yeah, he, he had that good run. That was back when he actually uh, released like 100 songs in a year. Yeah, um, he, mixtape. When he was Jules Santana and them, making, making mixtapes with them. Oh, yeah. Man, I love some Joel Santana. He's my favorite from Dipset, but all, all yeah, Dipset so go hard, but Joel's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave, tell us a little bit about you. Let the people know who you are, what you do. Yeah, man. I, uh, well, I'm actually, I'm actually from uh, Utah. You know what I mean? I came out here. The reason why I came to San Antonio, uh, it's a crazy story. Like, you know, my cousin and stuff play basketball out here. So I, I basically like came out here right after him. Uh, he, he went to UTSA. So I moved out here, you know, just for basketball, really. You know, I was 16, just came out here just on a mission. And Who's uh, your cousin? Who's your cousin? Yeah, he played for I him. know it is, but tell him. Yeah, you know, yeah, Devin Brown, NBA champion. Everybody know that, you know, so yeah. I, so I here follow his lead. <laughs> You know, get getting behind him. You know, my uncle, my uncle was real good with that. He was a the Lebar, the Var Ball of the, of the back in the day. You know, the, the '80s and '90s. So, you know, a lot of the kids, you know, played with us. Chris Ross and all them, all them kids. You know, they, they all, they all overseas still playing right now. You know, my uncle had a lot to do with that. So, you know, he he he's definitely the goat. You know, he he still he does he does a lot in the community as well out here too. So, it's just good to have him around and stuff. You know, so he ended up bringing me out here. And then I ended up going to school. You know, I played ball in college and stuff like that. Then I came back to San Antonio. You know, just working normal. And uh, we, you know, we do a lot of stuff in the community for the kids and stuff for basketball and all that. So I, that's how I started off cooking. You know, I started cooking for that kind of stuff. And it, it led to, you know, me starting to do my own thing with cooking. And, you know, I've been doing it about four or five years now. So it's definitely, uh, definitely a blessing. It's something I love to do. So, you know, it's definitely fun. Yeah. If anybody has ever seen his, his social media account, you can see that he's definitely, like I said, a pillar in the community, always giving back, always showing love and support to the to the local kids and even those who move on into um, in the basketball realm. I know you do that, but you always you also share other businesses and whatnot, and just supporting other people, which is, you know, we got to do that. We got to show love to one another. Yeah, man, you got to build off of it. You know, it all starts with the younger generation. We do a lot of stuff with uh, there's a lot of trainers around here. You know, you know a lot of you know real good trainers that you know I know personally and stuff like that that get these kids going. Uh, you know, when they're younger. So like something that we didn't have, like we didn't have trainers like that. It was just, you know, it was just us out there. You know what I mean? So nowadays it's like these kids have like so many trainers and stuff like that. So their games are like more fundamental now. You know what I mean? It's more, it's, 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 it's a little, it's, it's better than our game, but it's just back in our day, we had, you know, we had a little bit more heart and stuff like now, you know, mm -hmm. so kids are a little bit, a bit more skilled now because of training that they're getting, which is good. So, you right. know, now you mix, you mix the dog and with the training together, like you got some now. Right. You know? So right. it's always fun seeing these kids develop, uh, you know, Jordan Burns, he's playing overseas right now. He's playing for the Toros, uh, the Spurs D-League uh, team. So he's playing overseas now. So he's one of the kids from, you know, from our neighborhood, Northside and stuff like that. So we try to keep yeah. you going. My boys play competitively. So I'm definitely <laughs> going to be something. Yeah, I definitely have got to see it firsthand. You know, I had somebody talk to me recently. Her son is in middle school 
and she said that she wanted him to start playing ball right now in the in the area that we live in you know it's at least the area I teach in is a, a more affluent area and so the kids in that environment they're able to afford all that additional training and whatnot and right. so in order to make the basketball team it's pretty challenging and so I told her you know it's, it's not that your son can't make the team he's just gonna have to really work hard because a lot of these kids they start you know my son started in three and four years old yeah you can't just jump in on the fly like that kind of tough you know yeah but i be you know I've, I've read the story on anthony david how he didn't start anthony davis i'm sorry and yeah. he didn't start until eighth grade ninth grade right yeah and b too and b didn't play basketball until until high school until like ninth grade either really yeah he's but played volleyball you know he's from africa so they play volleyball yeah yeah <laughs> it's I mean, possible. If you have a natural athletic ability you could pick up on stuff um, oh yeah, and then and then training comes into play, right? Well, sometimes just your size alone, is, yeah. you know, it's an advantage, especially you know in in high school ball. If you're six feet tall, you're gonna play the center position usually, right? Yeah. And that's just not that's not what it's gonna be like if you advance. Yeah. If you six feet, you're gonna be a, a shooter, a shooting guard, a point guard, somewhere like that. Man, pe- people who you think you're small in the NBA are well over six foot. Iverson right. and Curry and stuff like that. It's like yeah. if you saw them in person, they're not small. They just look small right. next to the rest of the Giants. Right. Yeah. That uh at one time I saw DeAndre Jordan in uh, Vegas. He damn sure was a giant. I I was in I was so starstruck. I was standing next to him. I was just like, I was there. Well, we were like, like, what you doing? I feel like you said something wild, bro. <laughs> I couldn't say a word. Like I was so starstruck. I was just standing next to him with my mouth open and just looking up. <laughs> I couldn't say nothing. It was like four in the morning. They were just going to the club. Yeah. It was it's Vegas. You know, Everybody else. Was, who was that crazy girl from Love and Hip Hop New York? The one that like had the mouth. Erica Mena. She was there too. Mm-hmm. And she's tiny. Yeah, he's tiny in person. She doesn't look yeah. that tiny on TV, and he, like, as tiny as she looked in person, he looked that big in person too. Right? I was like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Well, we all connected with Dave because, uh, as he was saying, that he cooks, and you know, we all like to eat. For <laughs> <laughs> sure. And like Angie is from Louisiana, which is kind of your wheelhouse. You like to cook that Creole type. Yeah, Cajun okay. food. Yeah. Cajun food. And so it started off by Angie, look at this plate. Angie, take a look at this plate. And so we started ordering meals through Dave. Um, so talk to us about your journey in, in cooking. Well, well, yeah, like I said, I was you know, I was always just like, you know, just doing stuff like, you know, for the community cooking and stuff like that. I always had like soul food Sunday over my house, like just, just in general. So I'd always mm-hmm. have people over at the house on Sundays and stuff like that, just eating. And then I would like, sometimes I'd take the food, like, you know, the next day or whatever, leftovers, I'd take it to work, whatever. And there's, you know, this one dude, he's like, man, hey, man, you need to start selling food. Like, so a dude, somebody else told me this. You know what I mean? Because I, I ain't like, you know, I was just like, man, whatever. Like, you know, I ain't really, really going to be charging everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so he was like, man, you just need to start selling food. He's like, that's your calling, nice. You need to do. And I was like, you know what? You sure right. So I just, so I just, I just, I, it just started like that. And then it just built. And then, uh, and then I was in Atlanta. Like, you know, like cooking and stuff like that. And then I met some, I, I was able to meet some people in Atlanta and stuff like that. And then that's how I got to, you know, do the little tour and stuff like that, the food tour, like, which I'm, I'm pretty much almost done now. 
I just got to do like a few cities on the East Coast and then uh, and then I'll pretty much be wrapping everything up. You so just like, oh. you swooped over the food tour. Talk about the food right, tour. Right, right. You be jumping over the milestones, man. You don't, stuff. don't be the humble guy today. Man, long. story out. He being yeah. humble. No, it's it's like a like I'm on like city 23 right now. Like I've done the whole West Coast, like you know, like all like the like Denver, you know, all those all those states, Denver, Utah, uh, you know, everywhere in Texas, Louisiana, Florida. Uh, like I'm, I'm on city 23. You know, I got everything written down right now. But once I I, I got 46 cities, so I'm on, I'm pretty much halfway done. So who once are you I'm touring for? Who are you yeah. touring for? Food Network. Yeah, out of Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> pop that shit. That's what we like. Ah. <laughs> that's what we right, need. He, he trying not to name drop. I've been a name drop. I, that's the first thing I would say. Yeah, Food Network. Yeah, food yeah. Network. Yeah. As, as yeah. seen on the I, Food I, Network I tour. So, yeah, I'll be, be in Atlanta and stuff, doing a lot of stuff with them. They good people, you know. They put me on and stuff, so it's just a blessing. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I mean, I ain't above nobody else. You know, I just, I just do my thing and just, you know, just keep moving or whatever. You know, you know how I go. Well, we'll brag on you. We're gonna be like, we're having somebody on who he's touring for Food Network. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all good people, you know what I mean? Well, tell yeah, us. It, and it's it's not about lifting you up above anybody else. It's about celebrating you for you and yeah, your accomplishments. For sure. I appreciate y'all support. I appreciate y'all always supporting me. You know what I'm saying? Buying food or whatever and, and stuff y'all do. Y'all y'all good people. Y'all yeah, right forever. <laughs> well, how did that happen? How did how did you get discovered in Atlanta? I I know the story from when we recorded the first time. We all know the story, but we want to tell it to the people. I know you, I believe it was in Houston where you went and entered yourself into a competition. Yeah, yeah I went, I randomly just put myself into a gumbo competition. I ended up winning the contest. Uh, this was in a, the end of 2020. And so the, the people that were there at the contest, when I won the contest, uh, you know, I, it's just like, you know, it's just like basketball. You just like recruiting. So like, I just started getting, like, I started meeting different people. I was there for three days, you know, so I just started meeting different people when I was there and stuff. And I just got connected with a dude and he was, he asked me if I wanted to just do this tour. You know what I'm saying? For the network or whatever, just get all the food, you know, the mileage and stuff like that. And I was like, it's something I like to do anyway. You know what I mean? I like to travel and stuff like that. And then, and then while I was doing that, you know, while I'm traveling and stuff like that, you know, these last couple of years, I mean, last year, year and some change or whatever, I was able to like, you know, get, get linked up with the Airbnb situation. You know what I'm saying? So, so now I like, I do Airbnbs, like, like travel Airbnbs from San Antonio. People come in, like they, you know, I know where to, you know, I got, I got spots for them and I got like a couple of units on Airbnb. So, you know, like, I just enjoyed that whole process, Airbnb. So I just jumped in it. You know what I'm saying? So just being a travel travel expert, you know, people always ask me where to go and stuff like that. So I might as well do it. I do that too. So it's all this, I do all the stuff that I like to do. You know what I mean? That I love to do basketball, traveling, food. So this is a new venture for you, the Airbnb. Yeah, I've been I've been I've been into it for about like four months now, four or five months. Nice. That's dope. That's what, one thing I'll say as an entrepreneur is you always have to be on the pivot. Yeah. How do you identify those opportunities where it's like, this is me, I'm, I'm going in on this? It's got to be something that you like to do. Yeah. Uh, that's an easy way to make it something you enjoy doing where work doesn't feel like work. Right. That's how I feel about working out. If, it's, if it feels like working out, I don't want to do it. But if it's dancing or something, but it's work, I like it. And I always feel like everybody needs to have something that they like to do, you know, just like, you know, I mean, because you're serving, you're serving somebody, you're serving the community or whatever, you're serving somebody. Mm -hmm. or, or service that you like to do, whatever it is, whatever you selling or whatever you like to do, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes yeah. it's just a calling that you have. So it's all a blessing, man. It's all, you just got to follow what, you know, God wants you to do. Yeah. There's something that rings out. You talk about, you know, the youth and working with the youth a lot and how you got in the food, but you not, 
you're not the typical food looking guy that I would picture. Like I picture somebody's old uncle, a little bit of a pot belly with some with some uh Doc Martens on, you know, ready to burn on the barbecue, you know. <laughs> uh, so so where did your passion for cooking start? Who taught you? Oh man, it's it's a, it's man, I, I mean I, I learned from a lot of different people, you know. Uh my uncle, my uncle Bernie, like you know, showed me how to cook gumbo and stuff like that. And I put my own little Little twin. He's he's actually from Detroit. He lives in Detroit, and so but he's from Louisiana though. So he, you know, I learned I learned something from him, and then I, you know, I, I went to school in East Texas. So I played basketball up there, so I learned a lot up there too. And so and then I just put my own little stuff with it. You know, T. Jones, she cooked like we all like she she you know. So I learned from her too. So it's just it's a mixture of everything, and then I just figured out on my own. Like I don't I don't use like measuring cups or nothing like that. I just I, I freestyle like pretty much everything that I do. Yeah, you, you let the spirits of your ancestors call you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Put the salt in. Stop. <laughs> Dave, Dave, you mentioned T. Jones. Tell people, tell the people what T. Jones means. That's his mama. That's mama right there. A lot of people don't yeah, know what yeah. that is. Yeah. T. Jones, what do you mean by that? You knew, you knew that, Ange? Yeah. Okay. I ain't never heard nobody call their mama T. Jones. I like yeah. that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Where where that come from? Is that a New Orleans thing? Think it I heard in Louisiana growing up, but I don't know if I heard it in Texas. Mm -hmm. I ain't never heard nobody in San Antonio say that. Well, San Antonio's not, well, I don't know. San Antonio's New Mexico that ain't New Mexico. <laughs> she was talking about it in Houston last weekend. She said, did you know that San Antonio has a 6% population of African-Americans? <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, but, but we tight, though. She, she pretty much she's pretty much the lady that pretty much took it like my, my real mom passed away like when I was 12. So my okay. real mom passed away when I was 12. So like like she's like the lady that pretty much took over, like, you know, like raised me and stuff like that. So that's that's mama, you know what I'm saying? So ever since I was 16. Yeah. That's a blessing. It is. It is. She's that's, pretty a much that's a that's a deep hurt to lose your mother. So mm -hmm. to have someone who who can come in and love you and um really help help heal that. Help heal that. It don't never go away. I got a question. For you. Oh yeah, go ahead. You got it. I got it. Um, Dave, I understand. Um, you got uh, a child. You're a single dad. Mm -hmm. Um, how you find balance in being a single dad and running, you know, your businesses like that? Well, my daughter, she, uh, you know, I mean, if I don't have her, that's fine. Like, but it, when I do have her, like when I'm doing something, she she right there with me. You know what I'm saying? She do she's like, you know, when I'm doing stuff, going, like not out of not really much out of town, but stuff in San Antonio, she she right there with me. She, you know, she does stuff and helps me out and does little things or whatever. I have her for the weekend, she she's with me. So, you know, it's, it's not really, I mean, nothing I really worry about. She if I'm if I'm going somewhere, like I'll go to Austin. We do we did like a little food truck thing out there, you know, in the summertime and stuff like that. So she'll go with me. She she ready to ride. You know, that's my rider. She, you know, she she rode me everywhere I go. That's dope. You feel like she's picking up on stuff, just like being more advanced by being around that type of culture with you and and learning oh, yeah. the business she's with you. Right now, yeah. Right now, she cooked like like omelets and all that. She cooked a whole yeah. breakfast. That's dope. That's dope. Right. She's cooking it all. Sure. Well, Dave, we got we have a game we want to play with you. Um, it's called Define or Decline, and so basically, we're gonna throw some words out, things that we feel like are true to you um maybe maybe hit close to your heartstrings but we want you to define what they actually mean to you if you decline if you're like nah i'm gonna pass on that i don't i don't know how to describe that or i don't know how to explain that 
you have to take a drink. We see you got your cocktail over there. So we want you to uh, go ahead yeah. and take that drink. I think right. Mel had another question before you define and decline him though, right? No, no, no. I, I was going to squirrel us. I'm going to go back to it. It's, it's actually about you, friend. Oh, yeah, <laughs> We're going to do this define a client first. Yeah, let's lock in. Let's lock in. So uh, West Campus. Yeah, West Campus. Define it. Uh, that, that's where it all started at. You know, that, I got a lot, you know, I got a lot of love for that community and, you know, West Campus and all that. And it's crib. That's, you know, so like I really like live like, like kind of like on Marbach though. So like mm -hmm. I, I was supposed to go to Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like all my little, you know, Chris Ross and all them, we all like, you know, grew up together, like for basketball, my uncle. I was supposed to go there, but you know, I went to West Campus, which is fine, you know, after Devin, you know. So it, it was cool. Like I still got love for the school. We it just opened back up uh, last year. So we go out there and we do a few, you know, things. It was closed for like 12 years because the hurricane, like hurricane, I think it was Rita. Like yeah. flooded the whole school out. So like it was closed for 12 years. So they, the school's back open now. So you know, it gotta come up. They got all freshmen and stuff starting over, but you know, it's all good. You know, West sure. Campus got a lot of respect in, in, in San Antonio and stuff for the, you know, basketball in general, you know, so it's all love. Chris Ross's nephew plays with my son Marlon. They played together since they were like in kindergarten. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Small world. And nice. I, grew up off, I grew up off Marbach, too. You know, I'm Melly from the Bach. Hey. <laughs> hey, I, I, hey, I was over there. My first department was over off of Cable Ranch. <laughs> Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, Mr. Ross is uh, Chris. Chris Ross' dad just passed away like last he month, did. like about three months ago. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was that was pretty tough. A lot of people, you know, he was he was a good man. So R.I.P. to him. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, we like to do a moment of silence, you know, just to honor those who who we care about, who made an impact on us or our community. So let's go ahead and do a a moment of silence for Mr. Ross. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, next word: elevate. Mm. that's just making yourself better you know try to you know you know not just yourself but you know people around you people that are in your circle in your community you know and you know in your friendships you know just trying to elevate the situation at hand for sure and we picked that one you know because we know that's your song that uh elevate so yeah. so we felt like that could hit close to home uh rue what was that rue rude R-U-E, Rue. Oh, Rue. I'll pass. Pass, all right. Oh, don't go ahead and get Rude, like gumbo Rue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not how you spell Rue, though. No, oh, it's R-O-U-X? Yeah. Uh, look, you know we're not from there. Please forgive <laughs> no, are you us. Are good? <laughs> I'm not like, R-U-E, Timothy oh, Rue? Like, Rue is work. That, that Rue equals work. Like, you got to, you know, it's, you got to whip it. Like, it's, 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 it's hard to make. Like, gumbo is hard to make. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's, it takes a lot of concentration and stuff. You know what I mean? So you gotta be, you gotta be definitely in his own. Did you, know, did you, you gotta, master that rule the first time you went to make it, or? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> he said, absolutely not. Yeah, probably it takes a, it takes a while, you know, to learn it and stuff like that. But once you learn it, it, it gets a little easier. But but uh, you can actually like some people like you can buy the bases like you can you know, people like you know you can buy the base already and use that. You know, is stuff. that cheap? I mean, it's not like too expensive. But it's no, still, I said, it's, is it cheating? Not, I mean, not really. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, they sell it, so I mean, would, that's not. Would cheating. you have? Would you ever buy that? Buy that kid? Oh uh, no, 
Uh, it's like a little jar. It's like coming in a jar. All right. So I got a couple words. I don't know if I'm going to say it right. Madeer? No, I, that was me. I had put Madeer because I couldn't remember what it was he had said. The T, T Jones. How do you say it? T Jones? Mm -hmm. T Jones. Okay. I was like, what did he say the last time? Madeer? No. Okay. So he don't even say that. No. Mel messing up my notes here. What, what's Utah mean to you? Oh man, that's 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 home. That's that's the that's the that's where it all started. That's foundation. That's family, like family home. You know, like when I think of Utah, I think you know nothing but family. You know, and the scenery, the scenery is crazy too. Like it's it's like one of the most beautiful places. Like you know, people people always need to visit Utah. It's always just sure. a lot of things to do too. So, I would have like, never thought, but I don't know if I would ever move back though. I mean, I I mean I I'm just so used to being in Texas now. I don't I don't know. Right, but it's always love, right? Yeah, it's always. Absolutely. Angie want to tap in on that uh, the ski summit. No, yeah. I'm just. It was Aspen this year, though. It was an Aspen this year. They switch it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, they go back to Salt Lake, Aspen. It's just fun, you know. They have Jay Z, you know, Jeezy. Uh, a lot of, you know, it's a it's a big weekend. So you know how to ski? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You're going to have to get us on the slopes, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready yeah. to go sledding. That's not normally <laughs> Right. I'm good, I'm good on a sled with you, Melissa. We can do a double buddy. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. We're going to go out there on the skis. We all getting on. I've I'm already right. done it. I'm I don't want to dislocate nothing. <laughs> I definitely don't want to do it at 40 again after how it felt at 30. <laughs> Now they ain't gonna put you on no big slope or nothing like that. They'll put you on like a little training one, you know what I'm saying? Let's get you, you know, let you get used to it and stuff. For sure. All right, last one. The Spurs. Ooh, we that's that's five rings. I wouldn't saw five rings. That's my team. You know, that's that's yeah. that's, that's the that's the number one team for me. You know what I mean? Man, what, how do you feel about Coach Pop? Oh man, Coach Coach Pop is Coach Pop is he's he done a lot for a lot of people, man. He he's he's real. He's he's a real one. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't like him or whatever stuff going on. And he, he speaks his mind. He jumps into stuff. So so Pop, I always got love for Pop. You know, what I, mean? it's my I think he's one of the best coaches we've had in a long time. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a go. He definitely just broke. He just broke the record. So he's he's a uh, he's a uh, he, he's he's what we all what we all want. You know, everybody past players ain't nobody ever got really nothing bad to say about Pop. You know how many people, you know, there's coaches, there's about seven coaches in, in the NBA right now that come from. Right. Mm -hmm. He a Billy Goat. Yeah. Spurs mm -hmm. is always love. That's always going to be love. Yeah. He's not afraid to speak his mind either. That's what I like. Mm -hmm. He don't give a book. So. On the political stuff. I, Pop looked like he had a couple black girlfriends in his life too. <laughs> I don't even think so. He might not have, but I, he looked like he might have. <laughs> I listen when I went to Jamaica, there was an NBA coach who shall remain nameless out there vacationing with his secret side piece. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. About the internet, don't break the internet with that. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying who <laughs> this un, a former NBA coach was oh. out there with the secret boo. Your secrets are forever safe. And, and then it was a chocolate vanilla swirl. That's all. What? Yeah. 
He was out there with his chocolate drop. Yes. Hey, all my black queens, you ain't got to be a side piece, baby. Tell them to make you the main dish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Unless you want to be, then be their side. This is where I was going to squirrel because, you know, on one of the episodes, Destiny gave us a really good story about her bike. And my friend Angie yesterday bought a bike and she came here by my house with it attached to the back of her car. I go out and look at look at the bike. So I used to cycle, like long distance cycle, road biking. I see this seat and I'm like, girl, I don't know about that seat. Like that, that seat does not look like it was made for comfort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Angie took her bike out for a spin this morning. She showed up to brunch. <laughs> Tell them about your seat, friend. <laughs> Tell them about your seat. Listen. <laughs> I thought I was going to do about five to 10 miles this morning, but uh, that she said, go back to the house because <laughs> not gonna make it. Uh, I, did, I don't even think I made a mile out and I was coming back to the crib. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed at you because I didn't even get a call and I done told you about them bike seats. Well, I, I didn't want to bother anyone. I'm going to send you the link for the bike seat to get. The one I got is the best one you could possibly get. Like, and not money-wise, just like my ass doesn't feel like somebody has been throwing rocks at it. <laughs> it's not even your booty. It's, it, it's it that, my it's, scooter. It's that, it's that bone in between. It the feel bone. Like, it like my bone is sore right now. <laughs> From one mile? From one mile. It's definitely gonna need some personal attention this evening. Oh, okay, chill out. <laughs> All right, let's pivot away from her. We know where she at. Uh, Dave, are you are you a single man? I am single. Yep. We always have single men on here. Yep. It's always- the tripod hottie squad. So, I honestly don't know if somebody married would want to come on here though. They're probably getting in trouble and stuff, so like that's why you gotta have somebody single. That's probably why. That's probably why. Oh, we're respectable women here, sir. Oh yeah, not not nothing like that. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. No, nah, I th- I think we talked a little while for you, Dave. You be looking a little nervous sometimes. Like, don't bring that my way. <laughs> I'm cool. What? At least oh, not on the recorded. Not on the recorded line. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, you know, sometimes we got the kids and stuff, you know, sometimes they might, they might want to listen or stuff, you know, we got to kind of keep it, you know, but, uh, yeah. I feel you. I feel I, you heavenly. <laughs> oh, here so we do, go. You have, do you have any friends that you got to tell them like, yo, dog, you on speakerphone? Like, if you got your daughter in the car, like, hey, be mindful of what you're saying right now. Uh, I mean, I don't just talk reckless around her and like that. She is a young lady, you know what I mean? She's nine years old. Like, I ain't gonna do that. But uh, No, I know you not. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if you're talking to a homie, a homie calls you, like, dog, you gotta pause him, like, hey, I got my daughter with me. Chill out. Uh, nah, not really. I, I listen to him. Oh, like I've got two friends that I gotta give a disclaimer <laughs> to. One more than the other. But oh, to our defense, you don't always have the kids with you. So it's like, sometimes I can speak freely. Sometimes I can't. What were you saying last night, Angie? And and it's always miles. It's always miles. (laughs) My son that is like mannish. My son that is a teenager trapped in an eight-year-old body. 
It's always him. When Angie right. decided she wanted to dance on the table, here he comes walking down the stairs, seeing his TT going in. What did you say last night, Ange, in front of him? Well, my mother was calling while we were having lady beverages last night. <laughs> Do you ever have a drink yet? I didn't drink. I drank. I'm saying, did I even have a drink before this conversation yes. happened with my mom? Yeah. Okay, anyway. So mom calls and she was like, yo, I need to cry about something. And I'm like, what the hell? There's always a quick two minute call with my mother. <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, my boyfriend left my pajamas at the laundromat. You need to buy me some new ones. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm gonna buy her some new pajamas. And then she said, well, where you at? What flight are you on next? I said, mm. well, I'll be in Mexico this weekend with a lot of drinks in me and a lot of something else. And so the girls was like, well, what is she talking about? A lot of something else. So I hang up the phone with mom and they wanted to know what this something else was. And I told them it's a possibility that I'm gonna have some light green semen in me. <laughs> and so five seconds later, Miles is coming around the corner just looking. Looking and smiling at her, like <laughs> you talking about your son, your son that who? Yes. Well, they both who, but the little one, the little one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and he I came didn't... around just to let her know that he was there. Yeah, it was let that kind of peer around, and the that's corner. the thing. They kind of sneaky, like quiet. They be like right there, but you don't even be knowing they're right there. You think it's adult time, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy hurried him up those stairs after that occurrence. Uh, I was just like, oh man, I hope this don't I come back like, to bite me. Like, Melissa, why is your son know, saying the word? you know what semen means? Oh my God. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, by that little grin on his face, it seemed like he knew. Oh God, there's no way. We're going to pray on it. <laughs> he, he, listen, this little boy, when, when I went to Destiny's wedding, <laughs> he was like, who got married? Who got married? And he kept asking me, and I was like, all right, well, this is when we have the conversation, so they know Auntie, Annie Des is gay. She's gay. And so we pull up, and I'm like, all right, here it goes. Conversation time. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, he said, you mean to tell me <laughs> that the whole time Annie Des and Auntie Lala been sleeping in the same bed, Yes. <laughs> yes, but the thing is, is he knew. He yes. already knew. Yeah. He knows we he had the conversation before because he, he asked everybody, like, oh, do you sleep in the bed? Who sleeps in the bed with you? Like he wanna know. Like he just be curious, inquisitive. And I don't I don't believe in oversharing with kids, but also I'm not gonna lie to you. Yes, me and me and Lala I sleep in the same bed. I'm not gonna go into no details about it, but yes, we sleep in the same bed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, this, well, this child, he, since he was four years old, he's been interviewing the babysitters, talking about you have a boyfriend. <laughs> do you do you kiss him? For how long? How long do you kiss him? And I don't Lord, keep him uplifted in prayer, everybody. Let's have a let's have a quick moment for Miles, everybody, please. <laughs> Lord. Yeah, we'll that's my that. dude. That's my dude, though. He is a Scorpio. 
So, Dave, I mean, I know you've been working on so many things. Uh, even since we talked to you last, you have a whole new endeavor with the Airbnb uh, jumping off. Well, when we talked, I think before, I don't think you were on tour, right? You were about to start your tour. No, no, I, I was already. In, I, I've been, I've been, I've been doing it for about a year and a half. It take a long time to touch all these, all these different places. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So okay. Cool. I, get, I try to, I, I try to like space it out. You know what I mean? So, but it's cool. It's fun. You know what I mean? I, I'll finish it. You know, it's, it's something. Do, I, do something you I have any next steps or what? Any goals that you want to do once you finish the tour out? Uh, no. I'm, I mean, I'm just really just doing it for them. You know, it's it's already like you know I I go out there to Atlanta and stuff, and I you know I, I got a you know whole crew of people that I hang out with and stuff like that, and network with, and do, you know I'm doing stuff out there. It's not really a lot of like you would think Atlanta just being all black is like a lot of soul food, but it's really not. Like really, the people out there, you know, they really you know the Louisiana type of stuff. They really don't really have a lot of that up there. So that's why you know little Boosie be flying his mama and stuff out there from Louisiana out there because it's not really much out there. You know, it's like he say like the Atlanta food. So it's just it's it's, it's in high demand out there. Yeah, and Atlanta, Atlanta's a real a real real nice place. You know what I'm saying? Like it's real. You know, I probably put like them in Houston, like Atlanta and Houston is like really really the truth. You know what I mean? Okay. Both, both. So would would you set some roots out there? You sounded kind of committed. Would you set some roots out there? Maybe buy a property out there? Uh, it's possible. I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I probably wouldn't want to, like, be away from my daughter, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's probably right. it. That's probably what's keeping me at bay, you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't trying to, I can't be away from her that long, you know? Look, you already linked up with Airbnb. Just let that be the summertime spot. When you got her in the summer, y'all could fly out there. Yeah, Other yeah. Time. A little 20, 20 days at a time. One of my friends live out there, my boy Trey, he, you know, he, he lived out here in he's from Dallas, but he lived in San Antonio for about 10 years. Uh, he lives in Atlanta too, so you know what I'm saying that's how I ended up going out there, just visiting him, and that's how I met these people and stuff like that. So, you know, it's all good. Everything's all good, man. I just it's a blessing. Everything's a work in the progress. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we try to do a lot of stuff in the community and give back. I'm finna throw a cookout. Like it looks like everybody gonna be throw a cookout here pretty soon. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be it looks like it's gonna be pretty pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? I'll let y'all know. I invite y'all. Like like one of the girls got a daiquiri shop. She wanna you know she gonna have provide all the daiquiris and I'll provide all the food. Oh you know, yeah, they say they want to dance. They want to. Uh, they want to put on a bay bay. They want to do two thousand type stuff. So we gonna yeah oh. like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I just recently stepped into the entrepreneurship role, and so for somebody like me that's new, new, what is the, what give me a a piece of significant advice that you think would be beneficial for me to know. Uh, like any, like I think like groundwork is like, like, like putting your foot on the ground is like the, the main thing. Like that's what any, like that's what's like this. But like now, nowadays, like social media, like plays a big factor. And a lot of people, you know, can be successful just on social media. But sometimes like that, you know, like the groundwork in the old school way of like marketing and stuff like that gets taken for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, you know, so like, I, you know, you gotta, like a lot of people don't want to be face to face and meet people. Like they don't want to, you know, conversate with people. They just want to do it on the internet, you know what I mean? And like, you gotta, you gotta put your foot on the ground. Like you gotta, you, gotta, you know, certain things, whatever type of business you're in, certain events going on, that's how you network. That's how you, you know, you know, just being an extrovert. Like you can't like be a successful business person, you gotta be an extrovert, you can't be an introvert. You can, there's some, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know what I'm saying? You gotta spread a little bit. Mm. You know? I think that's the social media, like it makes people like loud on social media. And then when they get around people, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't talk at all. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird. Oh, I, I, that might be me. <laughs> No, no. I'm no, serious. I talk to you if I know you, but I don't. I don't really talk to strangers a whole whole lot. Um, right, you you know how to put it on. Yeah, 
I mean, if you know you if you know you're going to an event, like you said, you know, I'm at this event for my gumbo, but I have to walk around, I have to talk to people, I gotta get people to come to my booth. Mm-hmm. You know how to turn that on. Like you gotta turn it on. And once well, you're talking, been... you make meaningful connection. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, at that point, at that point, you're selling yourself. Like people, like you can work for somebody, work for a company, and then like sometimes, you know, you people are work for hard for the company, but like but like get kind of shy when it's their stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think it's like, it should be the, op- the total opposite. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like, like, you know, you gotta put yourself out there. You gotta speak to people. You know what I'm saying? You gotta pass out old school, like business cards. Like, you know what I mean? Cause everybody ain't on social media. And like, even if you have social media, like even if you have Facebook, you got 5,000 friends. Like mm-hmm. that's the only, like 5,000, that's the only 5,000 you got. And then probably 3,000 don't care. <laughs> right. Another 1,000 like care, but ain't gonna buy nothing from you. So now you're down to a thousand. Amen. Yeah. Say it. Preach it, brother. Preach it. So, you know, yeah. what I mean? you know, coming offline—that's you know, that's a big thing too. But it's it's all a work in progress, man. It's just I mean, the times have changed now. So, but you know, social media definitely, definitely, definitely helps. You know, what I'm saying it helps you meet people and, and do different things, and it's it's a great thing that people are actually able to make money off of it now. Because back in the day, you didn't have that. So, yeah, it's creating a lot of revenue, you know, for people and stuff. You know, social media in general. So it's always a good thing. You know what? You're right, though, because I've been trying to wear my shirts like when I go out in public and um, I've had a few conversations strike up as a result of having the shirt on. And so I I can see where you're coming from. And it did require me to have to speak up. Um, And I just got my business cards in, so I'm ready. There you go. I I like the advice. And I've seen I've seen it already. What you're saying, I've seen it at work. I just wasn't in the position yet. I didn't have the cards on me. Uh, the website wasn't ready to send them to, and so I'm ready now. That's a, that's a testimony in itself, though, because everything's not always going to be ready right away. But sometimes you got to take that leap and get things ready, and yeah. almost almost let the fact that I'm already out there encourage you to get the rest of the stuff in order. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? I, what I will say about it is like it's. I'm doing stuff that I didn't think I I would be able to, like designing websites, creating storefronts, and, mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff that I didn't I didn't know I had those skill sets until I yeah. stepped into that's this a, role. That's a skill. You're going to going to get you a little company designing websites. There you go, right there. <laughs> yeah. Let it branch off. Keep flipping the hustle, man. Yeah. How about you, D? You always been an entrepreneur at heart. Are you talking about me? Yeah, I, I had a little. Sorry. Yeah, yes. you, you, I, I was like, is D David, D Destiny, which D? <laughs> Destiny. Um, so I would say, I would say for me, I have always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I always knew I wanted to have my own business, but I also knew I wanted to do things what I felt was right. Mm-hmm. Um, so just set everything up. Let's be real. I got, I got the street pharmacist uh, history. Not for me personally, I was not the street pharmacist my pops was, but it easily could have went that way. Um, You know, I I had so many things accessible to me, but I knew I didn't want to do that. I knew I wanted to do things legitimate and and legal and stuff like that. And then also I started getting very established in my uh, company working in corporate America. And so that I think could make it hard for some people. But I actually saw that as an opportunity. Okay, let me get really solid. Let me learn everything I can in corporate America and almost used it at school. I didn't go to a formal four-year college, 
So I almost feel like I went to a 10 year college where I got paid and paid pretty well. Right. Um, so I always knew what I wanted to do. I just had to kind of line up the bricks to do it the way I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Under that. And now you're your own boss. Yeah, man. Hey, I got I got to it this morning. No days off. That's one thing about people. People want to be a boss because they're like, oh, I'm sick of work and I'm sick of this. Yeah. Nah, it, you got to work harder than you ever have. Exactly. Yeah, I feel I better was about it because I'm working for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dollars more more of the dollars that I earn actually go back to me and my family. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I could go make a corporate company a million dollars. I might see the hundred thousand in a year out of it. You know, yeah. right? Yeah, it's definitely tough, man. It's definitely hard work, man. It's like, you know, cooking food and stuff like that. I was in front of grills and that sweating and you know what I mean. Like it's it's it definitely ain't easy, yeah. but man, it's 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 it's, it's it got to do it got to happen. So. Mm-hmm. This one, though, you know, I try yeah. to turn it on so it don't make it feel like work. Mm-hmm. Dave, what about those days? I mean, because I know even you're on the road, and sometimes sometimes the road wears me down. I feel like I get a little jet lag, even though it's like I only did a, you know, I'm only 10 hours from where I actually live or whatever. So yeah. what about those days where you kind of feel like you've been traveling back to back and you still got to get up and get to it? How do you find that yeah, motivation? I, actually don't, I don't drive too far out of Texas. I mean, I, the furthest I'll go is like Lake Charles. That's five hours in Shreveport, six hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I used to go to school in East Texas. So I'll drive up there, but I I don't drive further than that. Like, I'll fly anywhere else. You know, because that road will wear you down. But I mean, I don't drive. I don't mind in Texas. You know, like driving now is different. You know, you got you, know, you got your music. You know what I'm saying? You got your, you know, you turn the NCAA tournament on in the car now. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, it's, it's, it's not like how it used to be. So it's cool, you know. It's cool, man. I, I I enjoy it. We were just in Houston last weekend. You know that was, that was cool. So we had, we uh, we had a good time and hung out and stuff. Family was in town and all that. For sure. Yeah. When we went out of Houston, Dave and his family actually ended up coming out and meeting up with us. Yeah, uh, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Houston is wild. Like the lines sure. get in everywhere. This is this is what I did not know about Houston because I can't say that I've done the nightlife too much in Houston. They, huh. they charge you to park everywhere. They charge your gratuities automatically on your bill, and then yeah. on top of that, a service fee. So we were like, "What is all this?" Right? Yeah. Piss me <laughs> off. Be ready if you go to if you go to Houston with a budget, you blowing it. Oh, well, yeah. I think in Houston, there's a, there's. It's Houston's big but little, so I feel like there's really four or five spots where everybody want to be at. Yeah, the like, reason not- charge like when you if you go to certain areas, certain other little hookah bars and stuff that, that are kind of like off the off the off the meter, like you won't get charged. But anywhere like Richmond over there in that area, it's gonna be like some type of charge or, or something like you know about 20, 20 to park or something like that. But that's crazy. Yeah. How you gonna charge me? I'm going into your restaurant to buy food. So- because everybody, because they know everybody gonna be there regardless. They know somebody gonna get that. Oh. If you don't want to pay, there's a hundred other people ready. You see that Turkey Lake Hut line? Yeah. Turkey Lake Hut line been long for three years now. Yeah. yeah. Shout out, to, shout out to them. I love to see them winning though, honestly, especially yeah. when it's a black-owned business. Yeah. And I do feel like uh, a lot of Houston tries to support black-owned businesses, so that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Turkey yeah, the truth for sure. They're doing a great job. They uh they was trying to get them sh- shut down and stuff because all the smoke people in the area was complaining. And, yeah. You know, you know, so that's why they switched it. You know, that got a dress code and stuff now. 
Yeah. Top of top of riffraff out of there, but it's definitely. Oh yeah, uh, they did try to tell somebody at table next to us no smoking. Mm-hmm. The reefer came out, <laughs> so they quickly came and they tried to shut that thing down. I didn't even see the blunt blunt come out, but uh, I don't know where it was at. Hey, but you know, I I do think I've seen that in the past. I I have a cousin who uh back home who has a. Uh, it's kind of like an after-school thing, but then at night they'll throw small events there and stuff like that. And what I've seen is people don't understand that as a business owner, I'm liable for whatever you're doing. Mm. So, you know, especially when you start a business in your community and you have a small community, the homies think that's th- that's their playground to come kick it, not understanding that they could put you in a compromising position. You know, if right. they start fighting or shooting or smoking or whatever, those things can really put you in a compromising position where it's like, I'm not no snitch, but bro, like you, you tear me between snitching or taking care of my family. Yeah. You got to protect your brand. You got to protect it at all costs. Yeah. So, so I'd, I'd rather be proactive. So I don't have to do anything that goes against my street code, but also I'm gonna take care of my family. Absolutely. Yeah. We kept seeing these guys on like these ATVs and motorcycles running down the street, like in packs impacts yeah. have you seen that out there yeah they, they be like houston just a fast driving city they be they be they got the, the souped up the you know the hellcats and all that it's just everything is 100 miles an hour out there everybody going 95 it's just it's just it's, it's crazy it's just different yeah. wow. they like them cams and stuff to them tripes yeah they be yes. out there on yeah i love it man i, I love the culture I, lo- I love to see us winning uh oh, yeah. see us having nice things and i think you're gonna see that when you go to houston that's my favorite city. Yeah. Favorite I, it's city. not my favorite city, but I like it. I like what I see. I'll stay. I'll watch <laughs> it from over here. But not as far as like scenery or nothing like that, but I'm just saying like, it's like, it's just, a, it's just, it's, the, you know, that, the, you know, Houston and Atlanta, those two. Yeah. I was just about to ask you, because sometimes they say that Houston is like a small Atlanta. No, it's a big Atlanta. A big Atlanta. My bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's like three, four times the size of Atlanta. Atlanta ain't that big. It's kind of like, it's fairly small. You know, mm. there's, there's, there's a lot of successful, you know, successful people in Atlanta and stuff like that. Atlanta's, Atlanta's the truth, man. It's, it's real comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's a little different. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you be places where you think you're going to be in the hood and you end up being like in a soul food restaurant, like, and it's like on the, at the bottom of a high rise or something. Like, you're like, oh, okay. Like, so it's, 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 it's a little different. You know what I mean? But, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, ain't nothing like Texas. Hey, <laughs> let's go represent. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So. Yeah. Well, Dave, man, we really appreciate having you on today and having you talk to us, uh, you know, just with the things that you have going on. Um, if anybody wants to connect with you on the Food Network tour, is that possible? Are there tickets that we can get? What cities do you have next? Uh. Oh, you talk about movement. I'm in September. I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, the whole New York thing. So I'm doing I'm doing all New York, D.C., Baltimore. Wow. I'm gonna do the crab, the crab world up there. The soft, the soft crab. Oh yeah. I'm I know plenty that. who appreciate that. What are those dates? Uh, <laughs> I'll have them. I'll have them. I'll have them secure here pretty soon. Okay. It's it's so Angela easy will to go travel state to you. state. Once you're over there, it's easy to move around state to state. Yeah, yeah. You just get a rental and you got to move around. Everything's three, four hours from each other. For sure, for sure. Uh, what about your social media handles? How can we find you on social media? I'm on, I'm 
on I'm on. You can find me on IG brownsauce.inc. and then you can uh like Facebook's is David Brown, so I'm on both of those. You know, like like my my, my uh, Instagram is just basically for food. Like, you know, I don't I don't deal with nothing pretty much nothing else on that as far as that goes. That's how people contact me if they want like food and stuff like catering. So and then so food Sunday this this whole this like spring break I've been kind of busy and stuff with this travel stuff. So I ain't really been cooking. Like I kind of took a break like from that, but. Uh, you know, April's coming up, Fiesta, and all this kind of stuff. The summer's coming, so we're about to we're about to uh, turn that barbecue light on. So that's what we're about to get going right now. It's oh yeah, to- you talking my language? So if y'all didn't catch that, he said he does do catering. Reach out, Brown Sauce Inc. on Instagram. If you want that catering, go down. And, and, and I I haven't been blessed with the brown sauce yet. I, I'm up in Dallas, you know, so I've been yeah. I've been uh. I feel a little cheated. I feel cheated if I would say, but oh, oh yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna get that text next time I'm coming. Like, yo, I need my plate put to the side. <laughs> you coming to the barbecue, the cookout, oh, yeah. going to the oh, cookout. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the corner cookout. Yeah, for sure. Once we get those dates, I'll lock it in for sure. <laughs> I remember the last time we had him on, he was flown out to, uh, he he got flewed out to Arizona. Yeah, yeah. it was a go. Like a little company. Gumbo. Yeah. Scottsdale. Yeah, you, the gumbo must be good if you're getting flewed out. Yeah. <laughs> I had it. Bring that good. gumbo here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we need that. We're gonna have to put that in for one of our catering orders. Uh one of the tripod events. We we gonna yeah. bring you out and show show you some love, support your business, and uh support support our patrons by having some of that good good. Yeah, I yeah. Got I'm gonna tap in on y'all website and grab one of them shirts and stuff y'all got. Oh yeah, let's go. I'm, I'm rocking my tripod today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, well, we appreciate having you, ladies. You have anything else you want to add? No. No. I think it's good. You got to join in finally. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me. You know what I'm saying? It's always a blessing. Yeah. Yes, sir. You're always welcome out here uh, to tap in with the tripod, man. It's been another great episode. I got Angie and Mel with me, along with Dave, and we out. We out. Get your, yeah. Get your hands up, yeah. To the floor, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.